0: Genesis 46-47 through So Israel set out with all that he had, and came to Beersheba, and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in visions of the night, and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt. For I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also assuredly bring you up again, and Joseph will close your eyes. Then Jacob left Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried their father Jacob, and their little ones and their wives in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They also took their livestock and their possessions, which they had acquired in the land of Canaan, and came to Egypt. Jacob and all his descendants with him, his sons and his grandsons with him, his daughters and his granddaughters, and all his descendants he brought with him to Egypt. Now these are the names of the sons of Israel who went to Egypt, Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and the sons of Reuben, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, and the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shal, the son of a Canaanite woman. And the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. And the sons of Judah, Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Er and Onan died in the land of Canaan. And the sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamuel. And the sons of Issachar, Tola. Pova, Yob, and Shimron, and the sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elan, and Jalil. And these are the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Paddan Aram, with his daughter Dinah, all his sons and his daughters numbered thirty-three, and the sons of Gad, Ziphion, Haggai, Shuni, Esban, Eri, Arodi, and Areli. And the sons of Asher, Imnah, Ishba, Ishvi, Beriah, and their sister Sarah. And the sons of Beriah, Heber, and Malchiel, These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to his daughter Leah, and she bore to Jacob these sixteen persons. The sons of Jacob's wife Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. Now to Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of An, bore to him, and the sons of Benjamin, Bela, Becher, Ashbel, Jera, Naman, Ehi, Rosh, Muppim, Huppim, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel, who were born to Jacob, there were fourteen persons in all, and the sons of Dan, Hushim, and the sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shillam. And these are the sons of Bilha, whom Laban gave to his daughter Rachel, and she bore these to Jacob. There were seven persons in all. All the people belonging to Jacob, who came to Egypt, his direct descendants, Not including the wives of Jacob's sons were sixty-six persons in all, and the sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two. All the people of the house of Jacob who came to Egypt were seventy. Now Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph, to guide him to Goshen. And they came into the land of Goshen, and Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father Israel. As soon as he appeared to him, Joseph threw himself on his neck and wept on his neck a long time. Then Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face, that you are still alive. But Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh, and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household, who were in the land of Canaan, have come to me. And the men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. When Pharaoh calls for you and says, What is your occupation? You shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock since our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, so that you may live in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Then Joseph went in and told Pharaoh, and said, My father and my brothers and their flocks and their herds and all that they have have come out of the land of Canaan, and behold, they are in the land of Goshen. And he took five men from among his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to his brothers, What is your occupation? So they said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and our fathers. They also said to Pharaoh, We have come to reside in the land, for there is no pasture for your servants' flocks, for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now, therefore, please let your servants live in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is at your disposal. Settle your father and your brothers in the best of the land. Let them live in the land of Goshen. And if you know any capable men among them, then put them in charge of my livestock. Then Joseph brought his father, Jacob, and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Jacob, How many years have you lived? So Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my living abroad are one hundred and thirty. Few and unpleasant have been the years of my life, nor have they attained the years that my fathers lived during the days of their living abroad. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. Now Joseph settled his father and his brothers and gave them property in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of Ramesses, As Pharaoh had ordered. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers, and all his father's household, with food according to the number of their little ones. Now there was no food in all the land, because the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. And Joseph collected all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan in payment for the grain which they bought and Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. When the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph, saying, Give us food, for why should we die in your presence? For our money is gone. Then Joseph said, Give up your livestock, and I will give you food for your livestock since your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph. And Joseph gave them food in exchange for the horses and the flocks and the herds and the donkeys, and he fed them with food in exchange for all their livestock that year. But when that year ended, they came to him the next year and said to him, We will not hide from our Lord the fact that our money is all spent, and the livestock are my Lord's. There is nothing left for my Lord except our bodies and our lands." Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for food, and we and our land will be slaves to Pharaoh. So give us seed, so that we may live and not die, and that the land may not be desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. For every Egyptian sold his fields, because the famine was severe upon them. So the land became Pharaoh's, As for the people, he relocated them to the cities from one end of Egypt's border to the other. Only the land of the priests he did not buy, because the priests had an allotment from Pharaoh, and they lived off the allotment which Pharaoh had gave them. Therefore they did not sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Behold, today I have purchased you and your land for Pharaoh. Now here is seed for you and you may sow the land. At the harvest you shall give a fifth to Pharaoh, and four-fifths shall be your own for seed of the field and for your food, and for those of your households, and as food for your little ones. So they said, You have saved our lives. Let us find favor in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's slaves. Joseph made it a statute concerning the land of Egypt, valid to this day that Pharaoh was to have the fifth. Only the land of the priests did not become Pharaoh's. Now Israel lived in the land of Egypt, in Goshen, and they acquired property in it, and were fruitful and became very numerous. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt for seventeen years, so the length of Jacob's life was one hundred and forty-seven years. When the time for Israel to die drew near, he called his son Joseph and said to him, Please, if I have found favor in your sight, place your hand under my thigh now, and deal with me in kindness and faithfulness. Please do not bury me in Egypt. But when I lie down with my fathers, you shall carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burial place. And he said, I will do as you have said. And he said, Swear to me. So he swore to him. Then Israel bowed in worship at the head of the bed. Matthew 23 Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, whatever they tell you, do and comply with it all. But do not do as they do, for they say things and do not do them, and they tie up heavy burdens and lay them on the people's shoulders, but they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as their finger. And they do all their deeds to be noticed by other people, for they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen the tassels of their garments, and they love the place of honor at banquets, and the seats of honor in the synagogues, And personal greetings in the marketplaces, and being called rabbi by the people. But as for you, do not be called rabbi, for only one is your teacher. And you are all brothers and sisters, and do not call anyone on earth your father, for only one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called leaders, for only one is your leader, that is, Christ. But the greatest of you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, because you shut the kingdom of heaven in front of people, for you do not enter it yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, Because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you blind guides, who say, Whoever swears by the temple, that is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated. You fools and blind men. Which is more important, the gold or the temple that sanctified the gold? And you say, whoever swears by the altar, that is nothing. But whoever swears by the offering that is on it is obligated. You blind men, which is more important, the offering or the altar that sanctifies the offering? Therefore, the one who swears by the altar swears both by the altar and by everything on it. And the one who swears by the temple swears both by the temple and by him who dwells in it. And the one who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others, you blind guides, who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel." Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish, so that the outside of it may also become clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So you too, outwardly, appear righteous to the people, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs for the prophets, and decorate the monuments of the righteous, And you say, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of prophets. So you testify against yourselves, that you are the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of the guilt of your fathers. You snakes, you offspring of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? Therefore, behold... I am sending you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, so that upon you will fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Bereshiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I say to you, All these things will come upon this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who have been sent to her, how often have I wanted to gather your children together, the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. For I say to you, from now on you will not see me until you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Acts 17 Now when they had traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews, and according to Paul's custom he visited them. And for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead, saying, This Jesus who I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded, and joined Paul and Silas, along with a large number of God-fearing Greeks and a significant number of the leading women. But the Jews, becoming jealous and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And they attacked the house of Jason, and were seeking to bring them out to the people. When they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have upset the world have come here also, and Jason has welcomed them. And they all act contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying, There is another king, Jesus. They stirred up the crowd and the city authorities who heard these things. And when they had received a pledge from Jason and the others, they released them. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. Now these people were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Therefore many of them believed, along with a significant number of prominent Greek women and men. But when the Jews of Thessalonica found out that the word of God had been proclaimed by Paul in Berea also, they came there as well, "'agitating and stirring up the crowds. "'Then immediately the brothers sent Paul out to go as far as the sea, "'and Silas and Timothy remained there. "'Now those who escorted Paul brought him as far as Athens, "'and receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they left. "'Now while Paul was waiting for them in Athens,' His spirit was being provoked within him, as he observed that the city was full of idols. So he was reasoning in the synagogues with the Jews, and the God-fearing Gentiles, and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be present. And some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers as well were conversing with him. Some were saying, What could this scavenger of tidbits want to say? Others... He seems to be a proclaimer of strange deities, because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new teaching is which you are proclaiming? For you are bringing some strange things to our ears, so we want to know what these things mean. Now all Athenians and the strangers visiting there used to spend their time in nothing other than telling or hearing something new. So Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that you are very religious in all respects. For while I was passing through and examining objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown god. Therefore... What you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. The God who has made the world and everything that is in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made by hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. And he made from one man every nation of mankind, to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, that they would seek God, if perhaps they might feel around for Him and find Him, though He is not far from each one of us. For in Him we live and move and exist, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are His descendants. Therefore, Since we are the descendants of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by human skill and thought. So having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now proclaiming to mankind that all people everywhere are to repent, because he has set a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed." having furnished proof to all people by raising him from the dead. Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some began to scoff, but others said, We shall hear from you again concerning this. So Paul went out from among them, but some men joined him and believed, among whom were also Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Proverbs 9, 1-9 Wisdom has built her house. She has carved out her seven pillars. She has prepared her food. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her attendants. She calls out, from the tops of the heights of the city, Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, Come, eat of my food, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Abandon your foolishness and live, and proceed in the way of understanding. One who corrects a scoffer gets dishonor for himself, and one who rebukes a wicked person gets insults for himself. Do not rebuke a scoffer, or he will hate you. REBUKE A WISE PERSON, AND HE WILL LOVE YOU. GIVE INSTRUCTION TO A WISE PERSON, AND HE WILL BECOME STILL WISER. TEACH A RIGHTEOUS PERSON, AND HE WILL INCREASE HIS INSIGHT. Psalm 19 The heavens tell of the glory of God, and their expanse declares the work of His hands. Day to day pours forth speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out into all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has placed a tent for the sun, which is like a groom coming out of his chamber. It rejoices like a strong person to run his course. Its rising is from one end of the heavens, and its circuit is to the other end of them. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, than much pure gold. Sweeter also than honey, and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, your servant is warned by them. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Equip me of hidden faults. Also, keep your servant back from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I will be innocent, and I will be blameless of great wrongdoing. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord, my Rock, and my Redeemer.